This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Black and Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Black and. You're listening to what Lord Freeze and I love to listen to Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. Wait, Lord Freeze, don't start the show without me. Let me finish sending out. Oh, thank you guys so much for the stars that you guys are uh, donating on Facebook. Those go to help with everything here at the show. Uh, New lighting, equipment for the show. Thank you so much. Let me put out just a couple of more uh, shares just on the official Facebook pages so everybody can tune in and watch today's show as we talk about anime. Uh, But... uh, what up, soul? How you been? See, you're here, and uh, Richard's not here yet, but it's glad. I'm glad to have you, and uh, we're about to get started with today's show. Nice, speeds are looking good. And remember, the music that you hear for the show is from Rifty Beats. If you want beats like this, simply go to YouTube. Or follow any of the links I have in chat, and you can get the same anime theme, video game beats that I use for the show, and more from Rifty Beats. Um, remember, anytime during the show, if you want more people to watch the shit that you're watching, to hear the things that you're hearing, share the show, uh, make sure to follow, subscribe, like, watch the show all the way through, especially if you're watching now on YouTube, which you can watch the show live here on twitch.tv forward slash Elijah's score 5000 or Facebook Gaming HB Gaming. Um, but the show drops every Thursday on all platforms, YouTube, Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and so on and so forth. And make sure to check uh, your anime pages, groups, in Facebook to make sure the show's been shared there. If not, show the share. Share the show. Show the share. That happens when uh, Daylight Saving Time kicks your ass, dude. <clears throat> That's the last person... Uh, I got one more group I'm going to share with, but let's go ahead and turn down the beads. Um, again, this is the Dragon Ball Super theme that you're hearing. Uh, but let us let me share one more time and then we'll dive into. So for you guys that are watching live, you guys know how the show goes. For you guys that are listening now, yeah, before the show, sometimes we hang out. Sometimes we talk. Sometimes we chat. Um, today, I am moving just a little bit slow because I am tired as hell. Uh, but remember, follow the Discord, follow all the social groups. Um, remember, you can put I up time or time to see how long the show's been. I'm going to try to move through this show. There's a lot of little news this week, uh, but we do have some clips and videos and shit that I want to pull up for you guys so you can watch as we go through the show. Um, but let's go ahead and start things right I like that jam. We'll keep it for now. But let's reopen the show. And three, two, one. Welcome and welcome back, Otaku's uh, anime uh, university students, anime elementary students, wherever you are in your anime uh, life. This is the show for you. This is where we believe that uh, you guys want to see more of me and the Buckety play Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Force Storm. We had a blast. There's some issues going on with the game. It was crashing a couple times, but we'll be back Saturday. And we also believe the most notorious anime villain is Johan Liebert from Monster. If you don't know him, you don't know villains. Don't talk about any of the shonen villains you have now because not all of them are, are bad. Johan started out as a little kid tricking a doctor to save his life so he could continue to kill and murder people on a huge scale without anybody figuring that shit out. So go ahead and jump in the chat, join the show, and let's have a blast as we talk about anime on today's 289th episode of The Elijah Bailey Show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and... uh, Go ahead and get rid of these Rifty beats. Thank you, Rifty. But we're going to cut the music. And the music will be back again 
a little bit later once we head into our commercials. Remember, if you're watching the show live, you get uh, Rifty Beats as your commercial. But on Thursday when the show drops, we get you get other commercials, other shows at BlackInStudios.com, our sponsors at BlackInStudios and Bowler Law, and more information where you can go to have your very own podcast, whether it's me, whether it's the Buckety producing that show. We want to bring your podcast to life. We know Anchor is around, but you can make more money by not using Anchor than using Anchor. Anchor is a place where you can easily pick up some small trinkets. And if you want to pick up trinkets like that, you might as well just listen to podcasts for free on PodCoin and get money and get rewards just for listening to the shows you love. If you want to make money as a podcaster, you need to have production value. You need to have somebody uh, that can produce your show for you and bring your vision to life. I mean, it happens all the time. And this right here, this is that Baji here. I had the the, the Mikey here, uh, but too many people was cosplaying Baji, so I had to go ahead and and uh, whip it out. This, you know, I wake up like this. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into the show now. As you know, there are multiple segments. If you're new to the show, there's three segments that we have of the show. The first one is always the anime, video game, comic releases. Then we do the Taiyosei, the black character that we're honoring. Again, this is anime, so it's going to be an anime character. And then segment two, we have all of our news that we go over, what's coming out, what's happening. And then segment three, I'll give you anime and manga of the month so that way you can watch something or read something this month and get caught up with a anime or manga that you normally wouldn't. And it might fall in the category that you like, but you don't know uh, it's around or you didn't know it had a subcategory. So let's go ahead and dive right in. There's not a lot coming out in November, but let's start out in segment one and I'll give you the anime releases for this month and before i forget yes this is the anime episode each month we have themes for each week first week of the month is comics second week which is this week is anime third week is video game fourth week is our bailey bugle if there's a fifth week it's just whatever we want to talk about so let's dive right in for film these are going to be out of order Today is November the 7th. If you guys uh, are watching live, some of these have come out. Some of these are going to come out later. Um, but, and then some of these, the Netflix releases, they don't have days, but I think most of them are out except for a few. We'll go over them here in a minute. Uh, the anime films that are dropping in the month of November, November 5th, we had uh, Ega Simiko Gurashi Ao Sukyo no Maho no Ko, which came out. Uh, then coming out November 12th, we have Ghost in the Shell, SAC 2041, Jizuko Kano Senso is coming out. So if you're a Ghost in the Shell fan, look out for that. Also on November 12th, we have Summer Ghost Flat, or Summer Ghost from Flat Studio. Uh, make sure to check them out. Uh, November uh, 19th, we have Geki Joban, Argo, Argo Navis, uh, Ryuso no Able obligato and then on november 26th we have eureka eureka 7 high evolution now eureka 7 was a series that i watched back in the day in the 90s on adult swim and now eureka 7 has a high evolution so it'll be something i check out uh coming from netflix this month it's already dropped jojo's bizarre adventure season four uh, we have kuroko's basketball the movie the last game which dropped in 2017 um, then we have Season 1 Super Crooks, which I don't think is out yet. It looks very interesting. I'm ready to see that. Blue Period just dropped Season 1. And then we have Kami, Can't Communicate, which I talked about. It was an anime or a manga of the month. And now here's the anime. And for TV, the only thing that I have coming out, uh, November 14th, watch out for Blade Runner Black Lotus. Those are your releases for November for your anime. Again, not too many. Uh, five movie titles, five Netflix titles. And one television series titles. Now, that being said, let's go ahead and move to uh, the man, the myth, and the legend. We're going to go into Tell You Say. Today's show is moving kind of fast. Let me make sure display. Yeah, I had to make sure I had to write this way. Now, we're showing footage here. Now, remember, all footage that you see is not licensed by the show. This footage comes from uh, the from where, where whoever's licensed it, Funimation, Crunchyroll. This is My Hero Academia. This is not a title that I own, uh, but we are using it with the Millennium Copyright Act. And 
the uh, Copyright Act that uh, allows us to go ahead and cover footage as digital journalists. This is a promotional marketing video from YouTube. I say all that shit to uh, hopefully avoid all the bullshit at YouTube. Uh, so this can go up because there's a lot of videos we're going to check out today. But let's dive into it. Our character for this episode is the lock hero, Rock Lock, a.k.a. Uh, Ken Tagagi. Now, as you can see him right there, he's a black character. He put his hand on the wall. Ken is a very pragmatic and blunt man who is quick to judge whether or not someone is uh, an asset. He is especially critical of newbies and young students, aware of the fact that they are possibly children risking their lives in dangerous situations. His infant son makes him more uh, cognizant of the student's young age than other pros. He is often annoyed by inexperience, but at the time that we see him, it could be the fact that their mission is is against overhaul so a couple of moves he has uh lockdown it allows the user to lock objects into a particular point or space turning the touched object effectively Im uh, immovable uh, rock lock activates his cork through um through his fingers that resemble key teeth the quirk is useful to stop moving terrain at least at certain points which we saw just a minute ago uh, he has a super move called deadbolt and uh, by touching a nearby surface and performing a 180 degree spin with his hand, Ken secures his uh, immediate area down in a point of space. It is his first use against, boom, joy, which you saw in the wall. Now, one of the weaknesses is uh, he has a limit in terms of objects, force, and size, and is also not effective on living beings. That's why he could use it on the wall from the clip that you guys saw. So again, the Lock Hero Rock Lock is going to be our character that we honor in this week's episode. Now, uh, I think I got some extra pictures of Rock Lock. Um, and again, it was it, it took a while uh, for him to come about in uh, My Hero, but I didn't mind it because it was a character that, again, the locking mechanisms with the hand were, were different. It's something that you don't always see in anime. There he is again. And the fact that he does have a child does make him more cognizant and aware of things that are going on around him, which I thought the panel was fucking hilarious. When you see his wife, his wife is white. She has like, you know, dark roots and then light hair. And the baby's straight up black with an afro. And she's like, he's got all your features and none of mine. I was like, yeah, there we go. Rock lock. That's how you secure it. He locked that shit down. So that's our character that we're honoring this episode. And we have gone over the releases for this month. Have you guys caught up to My Hero Academia? I know a lot of people stop watching at certain points. There's a lot of anime that people have stopped watching as they start getting good. Jump back into it if you have not. Uh, and this is one thing that I want to address for My Hero Academia. Everyone's like, oh, man, we haven't seen Deku's dad. And we haven't seen this person's mom uh, in so many episodes. Like Naruto, you had to wait till Naruto Shippuden to even see uh really talk and figure out what happened to Minato and Kushina and see Naruto's mom so now in the manga learning about Deku's dad um also what other show is there is there a father that is just now showing up there's another series that's taken a long time for the daddy to show up well Black Clover's like that Black Clover wasn't just an anime folks it's a manga they're like 300 I don't even know what chapter one right now but it took us forever to see Asta's mom and we're still trying to figure out who Asta's dad is and see if he had a brother because I feel like he did with Zenon if that was not his dad so that being said those are our characters and uh we're already 16 minutes in let's take a quick pause for the cause and we'll come right back and then I'm going to dive into segment two again I, like I told you there's not a lot of news a lot, not a lot of releases days moving fast so let's keep that ass moving i'll be right back after this pause for the cause with 289 the elijah bailey show right after this does the wind blow and ruin your hair do you look like a wet kitten when you go swimming obviously you don't have anime hair but if you wanted to have anime hair you could just try Instaloom to instantly restore volume and pizzazz. No one will think you're a side character. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. 
Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. You can also email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. Sorry about that damn commercial. YouTube, they be sliding in real quick. Let's go ahead and move to our next piece of news, and let's turn down this music. Uh, I talked about this. I even made this uh, manga of the month at one point in time. First bit of news is Spy Family is going to get an anime in 2022. Now, if you don't know what Spy Family is, I have two pieces of art uh, to the side, and you got a video playing. Spy Family is about the world's greatest... uh, now, let me read you the synopsis, but this boy is bad. Master Spy Twilight is the best at what he does uh, when it comes to going undercover and on dangerous missions in the name of bettering the world. But when he receives the ultimate impossible assignment to get married and have a kid, he may finally be in over his head. Not one to depend on the others. Twilight has to work, uh, has his work cut out for him, and has to procure both a wife and a child for his mission to infiltrate the elite private school. Uh, what he doesn't know is uh, his the wife he's chosen is an assassin, and the child he has adopted is a secret telepath. Now, this news came out just a few days ago. A website opened up on Monday that the amazingly uh, surprising hit manga, which I didn't think it was a surprise after the first chapter, it confirms that Tatsuyu Edo's spy family manga gets a television anime adaptation that starts in 2020. Now, when I first started reading this, the deal that captured me was the sleek artwork, but also Twilight is on a mission and he's changing faces, he's securing documents. You can see the wake that he's left behind him as he's kind of ruining everybody's lives. And then he goes to this orphanage and this girl has powers. And I was like, okay, well maybe at some point in time, you know, she tells him, but she doesn't want to go back to the orphanage. So you have a kid that's hiding the fact that she's a telepath and she knows that he's a spy. Uh, and then she also knows that the mother is an assassin. The mother works at a, a day job, but at, at night kills people. And it's something that she started just for money. So everybody has their own lives. They're trying to be the perfect husband, wife, child, and get these gold stars so his daughter can get into an even more VIP section of the school so he can get close to his target and eliminate his target for the betterment of the country. But is that going to happen? Probably not. If you have not seen uh, or read this manga, it's going to be phenomenal. But we did hear that uh, directing the anime at Wit Studio and Cloverworks is going to be Kazuhiro uh, Furuhashi, who did Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Unicorn, and then Roroni Kenshin, and then Get Backers, and Dororo. So me and Buck have talked about Dororo uh, and Mobile Suit Gundam, but Roroni Kenshin is one of those classics. So you got to think that his take on the adaptation, filling in you know, some of the, the, the fight scenes, some of the espionage, uh, some of the, the counter spies to Twilight, are they better than him? Probably not. Is it going to be comedic? Yes, will. Now, designing the characters is Kazuyaki Shimada from The Promised Neverland, which is fucking gold. Um, and we have the music producer is um, No Name from Fairy Gone, Dora Hidora, which I, I've spoke mounds about that, and Soccer Request. So uh, we, we are in good hands. There, there's not going to be anything that I'm worried about with this. Uh, the show is very straightforward. It's very easy to do a spy show when it's anime because as you can see you see them going out for food but he has secret labs he's like batman kind of so make sure to check out spy family if you're not uh the manga's like in 60 chapters right now i think but it is good they do take their time there's pacing with it i think the pacing's phenomenal but there is a lot of reading but it, it's spy work. So you have to figure out you know the headmaster of the school or the one that does the interview he's very very pristine, and that's supposed to be the the structure of the school. But you have other people that are within the school that have, uh, you know, kind of legacies. Their dad was this person, so now they own the school. They have this much money. People throw their deal around, but it's funny uh, how the family interacts, what lessons they teach each other, 
And, you know, does Lloyd, a.k.a. Twilight, start to fall for his family? Does he have his eyes on the missions or are there other things that are distracting him? So check it out. It's one of my favorite uh, series out there. Well, it's one of my favorite because it's up there with Tokyo Avengers. Tokyo Avengers has its own story built into it. Sakamoto Days has its own story. But Spy Family is good as fuck. Uh, next on the list, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, Inspires the Sushi Train toy so uh let me pull these up now i have quite a few uh pictures here and this all comes from uh anime news network uh on uh this actually came out just a while ago and uh the 31st of october which i wanted to talk about this because mugen train was such a fucking success both the new season two and the film are doing things I think are very, very right for the anime community as far as adaptations and bridging the gap in continuity and things that you want to see. Uh, but the Mugen Train features the Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaba, the, uh, the movie Mugen Train anime film has already received a realistic toy, sushi toy. And this comes from Takara Tomi. Uh, the toy is equipped with cars that can carry standard size sushi plates. It also comes with the figure of Tanjiro, who can be attached to the top of the iconic black Mugen train. Tanjiro and Nezuko theme sushi plates are also a part of the pack, as you can see there. And this is this is phenomenal. Like, I like toy trains. I had toy trains when I was coming up. I came up, you know, in, in 86. But to have something anime-themed, something for sushi, something for pizza rolls, whatever the fuck you want to eat. This is nice. And you have guests over. It's not a big train, but it works. You guys could be playing card games. You guys, you know, doing whatever. You guys could just be sitting there watching anime, refilling the train, have it go around. Um, but this will, uh, let's see, this will release at approximately 700 or 7,480 yen, which is approximately... $65 US and this will drop in December uh early December in Japan and you can order it from there again you can go to Anime News Network and then go to Takara Toma Arts and go ahead and pre-order yours today uh I love it I love anything that that helps my food get to me but Demon Slayer is one of those series it's overrated but it is still really good and I, it's hard to say that because you know where the overrated comes from. Everybody thinks it's the best out there. And it's not yet, but it's really fucking good. Okay, next bit of news. Uh, staying in Anime News Network. This one kind of hurt my heart. And this one's kind of for the buckety because uh, I know he wanted to go. But and this came out early November, November 1st. Four out of five remaining Gundam cafes to close in January. And I think they might have announced that they're going to close all of them. So the last branch of Gundam Factory, uh, Yokohama, slated to close in March. So the official website uh, for the Gundam Cafe theme restaurants announced on Monday that four out of the five current locations will close next January. And the fifth is slated to close in March. The Gundam Square Cafe in Osaka will close January 10th. The flagship Gundam Tokyo Cafe brand core in Aki, uh, Akihabara, the cafe in uh, Diver City in Tokyo Plaza in Odabi. And uh, the Fukuoko Cafe will also close on January 30th. The Dohi Tonbori uh, Osaka location already shut down on March 31st earlier this year in 2021. The Yokohama Satellite Cafe at the Gundam Factory Yokohama will remain open for now, although Gundam Factory Yokohama is itself closing on March 31st. Gundam Factory Yokohama is the facility which houses a moving life-size RX-78-2 Gundam statue. Um, and, you know, this is, is something that is not, not what we want. It, it, it takes a lot to get these themed restaurants going. Um, and a lot of people enjoy them because you get to kind of be in that world of Gundam. I know if, if, if Richard, if Buck could have like a moving Gundam and Gundam chairs as a house and things that swiveled and made him feel like he was in the mobile suit Gundam in that universe, he would die. He would love it. And these cafes were a little branch of that. Now these are all closing um, and it kind of sucks. And, and most of it's due to COVID. But the one thing, I will say that it's very good about COVID. We just got an update that in COVID that it helped in Japan increase the intake of anime 
uh, all around. And we've seen that here in the U.S. More people are talking about One Piece, which I never thought was going to happen as much as people bitched about how long it was. It's like, bro, you know how long Ash has been trying to beat a fucking gym and beat the leagues that he's in? You know how long uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has been going on? Like, yes, they're they're not just like Yu-Gi-Oh won 1,000 episodes. We got like five or six different fucking Yu-Gi-Ohs. Many episodes, same thing with Pokemon that are up there, okay? So don't don't give me that shit with One Piece. One Piece is doing doing the Lord's work right now and everybody's enjoying it. But I am sad to see that our Gundam cafes are going away. Um and this kind of let's dive into this one. I like I like the coverage of the collaborations, what's going on in anime, manga productions, anime studios. And this news came out also from Anime News Network on November the 1st about, um, you know, the ups and downs of overseas collaborations. So this comes from an anime producer. Anime producers now, uh, Hirasha, uh, Arch Inc. CEO, uh, Grafanika, representative director, and Akira Takiyama from FanWork CEO spoke out against the upsta- the upsides and challenges of overseas collaborations at the Next Generation Anime Producers Plan for Overseas co- Collaborations in Production Seminar at TIFFCOM. Um, the seminar first opened with a brief explanation of the context around international involvement in anime. In the late 2000s, when anime revenues was at a low point, attention began to shift overseas. Although the worldwide popularity of anime was keenly evident, the issue was figuring out how to effectively monetize it through business deals. Both producers highlighted the importance in building trust when it comes to international business deals. Uh, when FanWorks was negotiating a deal with the Chinese company Quan, uh, Takayama said that he would have um, regular uh, meetings with his clients in order to understand them, not just their business culture but as individual people it's a matter of finding the right chemistry he said once you understand someone as a person it's easier to talk business which when it happens it happens very well i think one of the things that happened here in the west that demonstrates that is mattel and the uh senior ceo of netflix reaching out to people that loved the Masters of the Universe line, which would be Kevin Smith, Mark Bedard, and his team, Tiffany Smith, and recollecting the cast from the original cartoon series, which is based off the even earlier original comic book series. Um, and building that up, they had a conversation. And you can listen to Fat Man Beyond as Kevin talks about this, him and Mark, how they brought him in. They went through the whole catalog of what Mattel created, all those characters, where they came from, and where the comic book series ended, what the differences were from Mattel, who owned the series, to the other companies that own like the the uh, television series. And, you know, most people know the television series. I'm one of them, but I also know the comic series. And it was nice how they did that. And I feel like that's a, a accurate representation of what happened here in the West. But we have other things that are coming from Netflix, from... Amazon, like I think everybody's got original series now. Even Hulu might have some, not very many, but they might have one or two original anime series. And it just speaks to when you find a group or um, you know somebody that really wants to invest in who you are, it makes it much easier for the translations and things to kind of be processed, and it makes it easier for the teams to work together. Not everybody's just trying to get as much fucking money as they can because anime is popular. Uh, let's dive back into this. I want to read it just a couple more things. Um, Uh, For his part, Hirasawa stressed the importance of a long-term commitment from international business partners, saying that he prefers dealing with companies that are willing to establish a uh, branch office in Japan. Uh, to make an anime, you need to work together for two to three years to make these thing these kind of long term arrangement work. You need to commit. Uh, you need a commitment partner. He said he noted that um, it's tedious. And the tendency of IT companies to work with a short-term scale in mind, which kind of hurts their overall product. Otherwise, uh, there's a possibility that they won't uh, return calls after a year or so. So that short-term, we just want to get the anime here, we want to produce it. They're not getting a lot of communication. And you need communication to accurately fulfill the commitment to that company to bring that anime to life. Now, one of the things that I preach on the show, me and Buck Buttheads that that you don't need to, you don't always need to read manga, 
But with animation, there's some things that simply can't be translated in language. Now, as much as people are like, oh, you can translate everything. No, the concept of learning a new language, whether it's Russian, Japanese, Korean, it's not a word for not everybody matches English. English is one of the hardest fucking languages to learn because it's contradictory. It's not matching the words verbatim. It's matching the emotion, the intent. So as we say hello, I would say zdrastuchin, which isn't hello. It's commanding somebody to be strong, but that's a greeting in Russia. That would be something that you'd say before you engage in conversation. Um, You know, a lot of things don't translate. Like my mom is a doctor. You wouldn't look through a book and say my mom is a doctor be my mom doctor as long as that's understood and that's the way they talk that's how we do things so there's a lot of things that's left out so i totally understand the long-term arrangement and commitment so there's more to this article it's a huge article again you can find on anime news network it dropped november 1st make sure to check it out it's anime producers explain the ups and downs of overseas collaborations i thought those two things finding a a team that wants to be personable and give you not all of themselves but basically give you themselves and let you know who they are as individuals that's something that will help the understanding of the anime translate over but also being able to work on a long-term scale does the same thing we're waiting on another kenshin ashura that whole deal with netflix worked really well but where's the next season you know we got another baki so is kenshin coming that's what we want to know um Next on our list, this hasn't been talked about forever, but uh, Deadline, Julius Avery to direct a Hollywood adaptation of Gantz adaptation. So there's there's been a couple of live actions I've been hearing about. We, you know, we got Cowboy Bebop coming out on the 17th of this month. If you guys uh, have direct acta- access, like some of my friends, you've already watched it. But Gantz is... is gory i I was surprised they're gonna do it but if you're gonna do something i could see this because this is more like a resident evil type franchise deal but um Entertainment News website Deadline reported on Monday that according to its source, Julius Avery, uh, the live, he did a 2018 Overlord film and Son of the Gun, uh, will direct Sony Pictures' planned live-action adaptation of Hiroi Aku's Gantz Manga. Uh, The Deadline also reported that Temple Hill is producing the adaptation and that the project is in early development with no uh, start date yet. Deadline had previously reported in May 2020 that producer and scriptwriter Mark Guggenheim from Arrow, Troll Hunters, Tale of the Arcadia was already in business with Sony Pictures adapting the graphic novel Gantz. Guggenheim stated on Twitter May 2020 regarding the adaptation, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, Oku's uh, Gantz manga ran from 2000 to 2013. The manga inspired a television anime, a CG anime film, two Japanese live action films, and a two uh, two spinoff manga. And then Dark Horse Comics, which we talked about months ago, released a manga in North America. Um, And then Aku launched an ongoing Gantz E historical spinoff manga with artist Jin uh, Kagasu in January 2020. So. If you don't know Gantz, it's uh, basically waking up in Groundhog's Day hell. Because if you don't kill, you get killed. And it's bloody, it's gory. I think it's something that if you like shit like that, you need to you need to check it out. Like not a lot of people like gory stuff. I heard that people that watch Goblin Slayer is like, oh, this is like Berserk. No, Gantz is like Berserk. Uh, if you want, like. You're not getting blown out in that way. You're getting blown out in other ways. Guts, blood, heart, all that bullshit. So it begs to differ. I I could see this one translating okay. Not all the colloquialisms will translate over, but I'm I'm kind of more excited to see this than other ones. Now I have seen here's another live action coming to you guys. If you guys have heard me say anything about this shit, Way of the House Husband manga gets a live action film next summer. There is a live action version on Netflix now called it's not Way of the House Husband. They changed the the title phrasing just a bit, but it's the same thing. You can find it on Netflix along with the first two seasons of The Way the House Husband anime. And they're short episodes, but very fucking funny. Uh, This comes from Anime News Network. Sony Pictures Entertainment announced on Wednesday that uh, Kosuke's Ono's The Way of the House Husband uh, manga is inspiring a live action film that will open in early 2022. The cast members from the manga's previous live action series are reprising their roles of the film, including Hiroshi Tamaki, which I loved him, and you can see that in the image I posted, and Tatsu, 
as Tatsu, uh, Haruna Kawaguchi as Miku, and Jin Shishon as Masa. Uh, the other returning cast members include Tamaki Shiratori as Himari, uh, Naito Takanaka as Kikuju, Kikujiro, and then who else do we have? We have Kenichi Takito as Torajiro. Tora and then the list goes on with other characters. Uh, the live action series premiered in October 2020. Um, and then Ono launched the manga series uh, as part of was Sincho Shinchosha's uh, Kuraga Bunch website on February 2018. I butchered the shit out of that. But it came out February 2018, eight volumes as of September 9th. Viz Media is publishing the manga in English and is released a six volume as of September 21st. Again, Viz Media $1.99. Check that shit out because there's a lot of fucking nice ass manga. Shoha right now, two chapters out. It's all about comedic duos. Check that shit out. Um, but the manga also inspired an anime adaptation. The first part of the anime debuted globally on Netflix April 8th with five episodes. The second part debuted globally on uh, netflix october 7th uh with another whopping five episodes so the way the house husband is ex yakuza the eternal dragon falls in love kind of like sakamoto days which everybody's talking about a hitman falls in love and he turns over a new leaf and he wants to be a house husband but because of the way he looks and his attitude and his vibe everybody thinks he's dangerous man and he gets put in these larry david curb your enthusiasm type situations where he's just trying to get something for his darling wife that he loves so much and or trying not to fuck up and some other shit starts happening so check out way the house husband i really love it and boom this one right here this is the last bit of news we got uh bungo stray dogs anime gets a new season this is the fourth fucking season bro uh this comes from uh anime news network as the as today dropped an event from the bungo stray dogs franchise announced on sunday that the production of the new anime season has been greenlit the returning main staff includes director takuya uh, igarashi and then the series script supervisor and writer yojo inokuro uh, character designer and chief animator uh, director Nobuhiro Aru, and then R.I., sorry, and the animation studio Bones is back. Now, Bones has so many fucking titles. We've talked about almost all of them on this show, all on very clean, very crisp. I remember when Bungo first came out and I started watching, I was like, did the old boy turn into a tiger? And it, as you can see from the artwork, shit's just continuing to getting, just, it gets crazier. But the first television anime adaptation aired in April to June 2016, and Crunchyroll streamed the series as it airs. The anime uh, second 12-episode series airs October aired October to December 2016, and Crunchyroll again streamed that. Funimation and Crunchyroll released the series on home video with the English dub last March. The anime's third season premiered October, or April 2019 and Crunchyroll and Funimation both stream that season. An anime film titled Bongo Straight Dogs Dead Apple opened in Japan uh, March 2018. Crunchyroll began streaming the film September 2018 and Funimation began streaming it in 2019. Now that Funimation and Crunchyroll have been acquired both by Sony and they're in the same place, we ain't got to worry about this duality bullshit no more. We're going to get everything as it goes. But Yen Press is publishing the manga and novel series in English. Crunchyroll reported on Sunday that it will stream the new season as it airs in Japan. So be ready for those fucking simulcasts. Uh, but Bungo Stray Dogs is where it's at. You have to be there to believe it. You have to be here to see it. And I'm glad that we're getting another one because everybody's waiting on these waiting on different titles and series to come out. And this is one that I've loved since the very beginning. Buck, you got to get on it, man. I know... The situations, it's the situations that he, he didn't like. He saw something, he's like, uh, it's not it's not pressing right now, but the action picks up. There's a lot of mysticism. You're trying to figure out why this boy's turned into a tiger and why he didn't fucking know about it. And it really reminds me of Bacchano. Uh, if you guys have seen that, if you haven't seen it, hit me up. I got that bitch on Blu-ray, DVD. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. I'm going to let you know right now. I got a lot of titles over here. I might let you borrow it just to catch up on this shit. But uh, before we end things, I'm about to open up uh anime news network to see if anything else dropped today that we want to talk about um because ah uh, oh, dude red hood manga ends we got to talk about this i don't have a picture for this but this shit okay the winner of the 14th uh gold future cup rookie manga competition now launches as a full series 
Um, unique art captures the unfolding battle between hunters and werewolves. Who will win this battle to to the death, man or beast? A grim fantasy tale with tons of style begins the hunt in Shonen Jump. Yeah. This series was nice. I like the artwork. It's very aesthetically fucking pleasing. And yet, um, it's getting canceled. There's a lot of series out right now that are getting canceled. Uh, and it kind of catches me by surprise. Like, if you know anything, like, after Naruto, I was looking for some hardcore shit to get into. I found Samurai 8, and I started reading that, and then it just abruptly ended. So if you have mangaka that are as famous as the creator of Naruto getting shit canceled, it it stands that anything can get canceled. But I really did enjoy uh, the Hunter's Guild Red Hood uh, manga. Now, that being said... That issue, uh, that manga is coming to an end. Um, you are going to get in Shonen Jump to replace it. One of the things I've been preaching, and this is this was your manga of the month like two, three months ago, Nero, Way of the Martial Artist. Now, I've been reading this every single chapter. I've been posting on my Instagram, on my Twitter, some artwork, some panels. It's martial arts to its finest, telling you techniques, telling you moves, and showing you awesome battles at a martial arts high school out in the boonies. So that's all you're going to get there. there. There's tournaments. You're, you're trying to discover the 18 disciplines. And we find out our main character, the only person to ever complete these 18 disciplines before, or one of the few, is his grandfather. And last chapter, we met the boy's mama. Now, it's not like Naruto. We didn't have to wait 300, 400 some chapters into a second season. Like 15 chapters in. But his mom throws a shoe into the ring after his first battle. And he's like, what are you doing here? And doesn't even call her mom. Just calls her by her first name. And she moves her scarf. She's like, mm, you're not my son. Why are you here? And then he's like, he's like, is that your girlfriend? Is that your sister? Like, nah, man, that's my mom. I didn't think I was going to have to see her. I thought I could just come to school for years and not have to see her. So now we got these interesting dynamics. You have a polarized uh, connection between a mother and son, which normally doesn't happen. So that's already intriguing. And then you have the gr ancient grandpa, kind of like in Black Torch, if you haven't read that manga, that has done something nobody else has done in a while. And you're trying to figure out what happened. So I, I do hate the fact that we're not getting the beast and hunter, the werewolf and hunter uh, Red Hood, but we are getting Nuru and I have read it and it is, it is just as good, if not better. Uh, make sure to check that out. But if you uh, get a chance, go to Viz Media now and check out Red Hood and get all that goodness um, and just savor it. Black Torch was another one that was cut short. There's a lot of series that get cut short. Um, Hell, Warden, Hagona got cut short. But these are all nice little short limited series that if we could get some more funding for and see these anime again, I know everybody would be happy. But that is going to round out all the anime news for today. So let's take another pause for the cause. And I'm going to come back and round out the show with segment three, your anime and manga of the month. And then we'll be done for today. Oh, I left Bungo Stray Dogs because, oh, over here, because I want to see it. I'm ready for it. Um, but with that, let's take a next pause for the cause. And I'll be right back with episode 289 of The Elijah Bailey Show. It's a dangerous world out there. Super villains, giant mechs, and ninjas? And nothing between the giant foot of a Gundam and your car, except an insurance. We protect you and your property from the people out there protecting your way of life. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Blackened Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Blackened Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Black &
All right, we are back. And if you guys watched any like the last couple of weeks, me playing Dragon Ball Fighters, that music right there is uh, haunting me. I was actually playing a, uh, some guy that was using Gogeta, and he was beating my ass with Gogeta as this music was playing in the background. Super traumatizing. Um, but let's dive into this right here. We got our anime of the month. This was fucking amazing. I love Isekai shit, and this did not disappoint. 24 episodes right now because there's two seasons on Crunchyroll and VRV. Um, my life as a villainous, all, ro- all routes, I always say all roads, all routes lead to doom. Um, so we have a wealthy heiress, Katarina Kloss, is a hit, is hit in the head with a rock and receives the memory of her past life. It turns out she lives in a world uh, of the game Fortune uh, Lover and Otami game uh, she was obsessed with in her past life, which would be our world. But she's been cast as a villain character who tries to foil the protagonist's romances. The best ending in the game has Katarina in exile, and the worst is death. She'll have to find a way of avoiding triggering the flags of doom and make her happy future. The, the misunderstanding-based screwball love comedy now begins. There she is, Katarina. She knows the whole script of what happened in the video game that she plays, so she is trying to get the best possible result when the guy that she just like is amazed that he is that awesome and it's funny that they meet his children and she has this entire plan so not knowing that you died casting another life is something that usually in isekais they let you know like as as the as the main characters like you died so these are your options and in this one it doesn't happen she's already living a life she's already you know, you know, five, six, whatever the age is, she's a little girl. And then when she hits her head, she's like, oh shit, I remember in my past life. So now for the rest of her life, she can plan her future for the best possible possibility. Now, will this happen? I don't know because season two is called um, My Life as a Villainess, All Routes Lead to Doom X. Never know. But again, like I said, 24 episodes, this is amazing anime to watch. Uh, it's very fun. Uh, what does it, it reminds me of all the long ass title ones, like, um, you know, uh, my life killing 300 slimes. Now I'm OP, all that shit, all those very long fucking titles. This falls right into place with them, uh, for a manga of the month. I, I mentioned it earlier, Sakamoto days by Yuto Suzuki, um, kill some time with the former hitman Taro Sakamoto. So Taro Sakamoto used to be an unrivaled hitman, uh, earning legendary status in the underworld. Other hitmen revered him. All Any target, anybody that could be t- a target in the underworld feared him. But one day, the unthinkable happens. He walks into a convenience store and falls head over heels in love. He starts dating, gets retired, gets married and has a kid. And then he grows overweight, eating ramen, slurping the shit up on his mouth. Um, though now he's working as a humble convenience store store owner a uh, hitman that used to work with him or at least work with him once named shin who's an esper uh is contacted by his employer to go see if sakamoto is still living the life as a hitman if not kill him and from there you know do they team up does he kill him and then what happens with the organization you have to find out does sakamoto still have it but looking at that picture you can tell big old ass Sakamoto with his white hair still has it. And then Shin ends up joining him. So this is a buddy cop. You know, I work as a hitman, but I'm going to join you because you're a good guy. And I don't want to kill you. You're just living a peaceful life. And I like that that intro. The first two chapters, I actually got fucked up. I thought I was reading chapter one. And somehow I got like to 98 or whatever in the 90s. And it pulled me in even more because you have the world's greatest uh, hitman um, acupuncturist. No matter what your injury is, she can heal you. And she's like, oh, or I don't even know if it's 90s. I think she's 98. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm still young. I'm 98. And I was like, oh, okay. We got one of these motherfuckers, an old ass mystic that's going to be in the hitman world, almost John Wick style. And you see different things like he gets shot at by Shin, who is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to kill you. And he shoots and the motherfucker's eating like a jawbreaker and spits it out, deflects the bullet. Shin looks to see where he is. He's gone. He throws like a hot dog at his face, slaps him in the face or no, throws ice cream at him. He's like, ah, hits him in the face and Sakamoto knocks his ass out. Looks are deceiving. This is fun. It's comedy. It's high impact action. Sakamoto Days is your manga of the month. And make sure to watch my life. 
as a villainous all routes lead to doom as your anime of the month now that's going to wrap it up for today's show remember that every sunday 4 30 central standard time is when we do the elijah bailey show on wednesdays at 6 p.m this wednesday we have episode 119 of a little bit of anime we're diving into anime we're talking about flashbacks you know since you know fucking daylight saving times kicked my ass i had an extra hour of work last night we're going to talk about some flashbacks and things that have been pushed back kind of be on theme with daylight saving times before our thanksgiving episode um saturday morning 7 30 a.m j stone 812 will be back with me and the buckety which you can both follow here on twitch we're going to be gaming some more um street fighter buck thinks seems to think that ryu is my guy because he's basic and I'm with that. I'm not a Street Fighter guy anymore. I'm more Tekken. Uh, but Ryu and Akuma were doing me right. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, we just got to get back in there. The the matches that you guys saw, there's clips all on Twitch. Uh, there's clips on YouTube you guys can check out and, and highlights. Uh, those matches are going well. Uh, my, my, my ratio is coming back. Some of these I haven't played in a week, so I got to get back into it. And Naruto Shippuden was funny as hell, but we had we had fun. Like, on not playing... What was it? it took like maybe a year I hadn't played and to come back and only have like two characters, Aruka Sensei and like some scrub ass motherfuckers and come in. I, I feel like I did pretty well, but you can join Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Saturdays at 7.30 a.m. here on Sunday, 4.30 p.m. And then uh, seven on Thursdays, we do a Dragon Ball Super show, but make sure to follow the discord. Make sure to jump in the chat. Make sure to uh, to get in. And I I just now realized that the... the uh, chat box was not pulling up for some reason that's weird let me do this let me see something before we go but you can find uh anything and everything you need about the elijah bailey show on our official facebook page yeah that's weird yeah sorry about the chat box chat box isn't working That is real fucking weird. If you're watching on Discord, you're getting everything. If you're watching live, it's not. But join us, follow, make sure to turn on notifications, subscribe, uh, watch the videos all the way through. That way, you know, if you miss something, that way you can be here when the show starts, be on time. You can jump in the chat. You can talk to us. I'll get chat fixed. Something going on with Streamlabs. But I'm Elijah 5000. And thank you guys for joining in today's episode, the episode 289 of the Elijah Bailey Show. Remember, follow Rifty Beats for music like this. Make sure to go to blackstudios.com for blackstudios.com for this podcast and my other podcast, a little bit of anime and other anime at Black and Studios. Um, without further ado, it is 5:28, bro. We just we just hit this. This is a 54-minute show. It's time for me to take my ass back to sleep and get some rest after daylight saving time. I'm Elijah 5000. I will catch your ass in the next podcast. I'm out. up everybody elijah 5000 here me and the buckley appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week again we drop every thursday if you're new to the elijah bailey show go to apple podcast podbeam or spotify or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly and just subscribe rate and review thank you and i'll catch your ass in the next podcast